the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Streaming now now. at KDOW.biz and Radio.com. The views and opinions expressed by Ron Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful, informative, irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I would love for questions to come in. You can drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com, rob at robblack.com as well. It's uh, pretty easy. Or you can drop me a, for, make a call to the show, 800-516-1220. Um, bad open. It's one of those opens that you don't want to look at on Wall Street. But we had a strong close on Friday. Last week was pretty volatile. Definitely volatile to the downside slightly. It wasn't straight down. But stocks plunge. Triggered a circuit breaker. Boom. The moment the market opened. We didn't even get Sunday afternoon. We saw that the Fed basically uh, broke out the crisis playbook. And stocks are plunging. Now, again, we're still right around that 2018, December 2018 low when the market sold off into Christmas Eve. Am I expecting us to hold? No one knows. Stocks are plunging on fears tied towards the coronavirus. You could say fears. You could say everything's getting shut down. It was a pretty hefty weekend as far as stories go. Um, the stories are getting worse, right? A flood of selling interest hits the market, triggering the level one circuit breaker. The sense of things being um, full market down resonates with people that like, ooh, this is pretty indiscriminate. Now, that's where it becomes a little more interesting, Because I've already been given one stock tip this morning where people said, hey, you know, if this thing goes on for two months or three months, I think I've seen the biggest expectation. If it does go on for that period of time, then delivery companies are going to do great. 
So when you open on a day where everything's down, it tells you, eh, there's probably some opportunity out there. There is a strong sense of the U.S. economy right now. The U.S. economy is the world's largest economy. And when Apple said last week, we've reopened every single store in China, we went, wow, that's good news. That, that didn't last terribly too long. And then the next statement Apple said was, we're going to close down all of our stores in the U.S. for uh, March, until March 27th. I'm getting bad at math here. That's just under two weeks, right? If it stays that way, this will be a buying opportunity. If that's the simplest way of judging it, do people go back to work at stores like Apple? Now, for measured results, this was the one that everyone was like, why aren't they doing anything? Uh, casino companies. They say that they're going to temporarily close their casino properties in Las Vegas. That's Wynn Resorts and MGM Resorts. They were almost like the last type of company um, that didn't say, oh, yeah, we're going to play along with this coronavirus and make our company safer. Have you noticed how many emails you got in the last, I don't know, week on the coronavirus where you're like, I didn't know I had a relationship with this company anymore. And they're giving, updating whatever security terms they legally probably have to update. I'm getting it from all sorts of companies. The one that I was interested in was Travelocity sent me an email that said something, you know, along the coronavirus. I want to see what Airbnb has to say kind of thing. Because those are some insights. Anyhow, so Vegas shutting down temporary Wynn Resorts and MGM MGM Resorts and Wynn Resorts. Those are the two big ones. But again, that tells you – I saw that MGM – I was reading some of their research this weekend. They were at about 20% capacity this weekend. That's pretty weak for them. Number of trade shows being canceled, they're usually around 90%, 80 90% levels. Airlines have are going to announce reductions. At some point in time, airlines are going to look around and say, hey, Sally, the flight attendant, Jimmy, the, the pilot, Joey, the mechanic, you guys, we don't need you because we're not flying as much. So you know the job cuts are coming. Um, that's without a doubt. And you know, a lot of government spending is coming. That's without a doubt. Let me say this real quick about that. Um, you may be panicked right now. You may be freaked out. And I can assure you of one thing. Our government's going to do what they have to when this is contained. to Spend whatever money they have to. Because they want to get elected. They want to get voted in. And with the ultimately, here's the bad news on that. I'm okay going through a tragedy. I'm okay going through a disaster. In concept, right? What I, I think, you know, I've had a house flood. I'm okay. Like, I, it didn't kill me, and I, I learned a lot. And um, I think the United States will learn a lot through the whole coronavirus. And maybe the next epidemic won't become a pandemic, and then maybe better things will come out of research, and maybe we'll get more of a – see, I, I try to find the good sides. But, uh, you know, one of the good things here is is that we're, we have built up spending, and our government is going to spend. You saw the Federal Reserve cut interest rates essentially to zero. The target range is now zero to point twenty five basis points. They've pledged $500 billion of treasuries and at least $200 billion of agency mortgage-backed securities. Coordinated action with other major central banks. Discount rate was cut. I mean, they, they 
they didn't bazooka it, but it's pretty close to a bazooka. And they still have more tricks up their sleeve. So what I'm saying is positive here is when this gets processed psychologically, when people stop hoarding toilet paper, when this gets processed and people start going, you know, we need to open up restaurants, not shut down restaurants. Um, when we get there, there's going to be a ton of stimulus and our government's going to spend the money. I wouldn't be surprised if they give you cash. I wouldn't. They've done it before. Maybe that's going to be on the table. Maybe it'll be the payroll income tax reduction. But when it's all said and done, I assure you one thing. The government's going to spend some money. And they're going to stimulate our economy. And ultimately, our kids' kids are going to have a bigger debt to pay. So that's the tragedy inside of the tragedy. Typically with the Hurricane Katrina's, with World War, I don't want to say, do I want to say World Wars? When we've had presidents assassinated, when we've had uh, recessions, when we've had uh, depressions, when we've had, our government does what they do. But the one thing you could almost always certainly count on is that the bill gets paid not by this generation, but maybe the millennials or maybe the millennials' kids. I'm starting to get close enough to Social Security that I'm actually thinking, hey, I might get it. I don't think my kids will. So anyhow, um, when you start getting really negative and really funky about this, my one assurance out there is that we will spend our way. We will write IOUs. Does that, is that comforting? Probably not. I get that. So lower rates will eventually help as the health crisis subsides. But the biggest question here right now is timing. And if you look at how how strict China was, and no one liked it when it was happening, but now we're looking at it and going, although that kind of worked. It was a little draconian, but it kind of worked. Um, and then you look, take a look at what Taiwan's done. Uh, Singapore, in, in the years, like, such dense urban population and they're not they're, they're, they're coming around great anyhow you can find me each day at robblackshow.com or newfocusfinancial.com Making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Spent a lot of the weekend thinking, reading, researching, processing. One thing that you want to do if you're nervous on a market, anxious on a market, and you should be. There's a lot of question marks out there especially tied towards timing. And that's probably the one that makes it the craziest for you. But you want to talk to whoever's helping you with your financial plan. And if it's you, you need someone else to talk to you. So you can start like figuring out, you know, are you still good? Um, did, you, did you lean too far in? Did you lean too far out? I don't know. But you need to get a little more personal right now with whoever's helping you with your financial planning. Um, everyone right now is being, needs to be a little bit more empathic. It, 
it went in heart. Uh, empathetic, uh, uh, helping others, uh, feeling for them. You don't want to start spouting facts and figures anymore. I think we've kind of learned through this whole four-week period in the United States that there's a lot of people who say things about flus and viruses and contagions and um, shocks to economic systems that don't know what they're talking about. The science is the one that bugs me the most. But I'm not here to tell you that, hey, if you're one of those people who believes build up your own natural immune system, don't wash your hands. <laughs> I'm not going to fight you. But the one that bothers me the most are people who are talking, you know, how long flus could live and not. Because ultimately, I, I think we've learned. We don't know. Um, keep emails brief right now when you're talking about your financial issues. Um, and I'd even, you know, remind you again. Um the U.S. has seen worse than this, but you weren't there. When we went off to Midway, when we went off to World War II, Battles of the Pacific, uh, there was a lot of question marks when we had inflation, massive inflation in the 1970s. Oil price shocks, Gulf Wars, presidential assassinations, um, this is an event. There is no doubt about it. It is a black swan event, which makes it you know the toughest for us to process. We don't know why we need more toilet paper. We just need more toilet paper. It's kind of embarrassing. But anyhow, they say that everyone's getting 10 rolls of toilet paper because every time someone in Costco sneezes, 10 people next to them poop their pants. Dun-dun-dunch. I know you're saying coronavirus joke too soon. They're actually, uh, this is funny again, the research that you do on the weekends to try to help people. Um, well, this one is not help. This one just, once I say it, put it in your head and throw it away. There's typically baby booms on the East Coast. Anytime there's like a, a massive snowstorm where people are snowed in for four or five days, you can see like babies born nine months later, baby boom. You get the idea, right? Um, when people were no longer worried about World War II, they came home and they made babies. Baby boom, after a certain event. They say the babies born after this event will be called the, because we have to stay in and shelter and we're not going to bars, we're not going to restaurants. They're going to be known as the coronials. The coronials. And I was like, we will name anything, will we not? One of the stories that's out there that I find it shows you how political everything is. Uh, President Donald Trump reportedly tried to poach a German group of scientists who are working on a coronavirus, willing to pay them millions and millions and millions for the exclusive rights, but only for the United States. And the German government wasn't too keen on that. So they're offering the company financial incentives to remain in Germany. Company is called CureVac. CureVac, um, and they've denied rumors of an acquisition, but I don't know. <laughs> Are we stooping to that level? Maybe. And then that brings up the next moral question: Is there some truth into the idea that Americans are more important citizens than any other citizens in the world? And I'm not going to go into that. Certainly, someone else was thinking it though. Bitcoin continues to slide. One of the things before I say anything else, 
I don't want to spend the next month talking about viral numbers. I don't want to talk about people vomiting through their nose because that's not happening. I don't want to talk about the death. Um, I don't want to talk about, I'll talk about the economics, okay? I promise you. And there'll be a lot of that. But I'm going to try to slow it as much as I can. Giving you a, you know, a real quick idea, like Bitcoin's lower. Bitcoin was supposed to be something that was good during the time of risks. So file that back in your head. Next time, you know, people are promising things that will automatically work when things go to heck in a handbasket, it probably won't. There's a little bit of a tie there, in my opinion, to uh, kind of annuities where people are like, oh, your money is guaranteed and insured forever. It's not quite true. It is until it isn't. And trust me, I've seen many annuities go bust. So I'm not trying to make that much of a link. But again, the things that Bitcoin once promised can't be delivered. Safety in a time of uncertainty. As soon as I say that, and this is the thing that stinks about talking about times during coronavirus, uh, investing during a pandemic or investing during a crisis. As soon as you make a bet one way, it's going to shift the other. So coronavirus impacting things in a funny way. I've got a friend who's a set costume set designer on the show Westworld. And ultimately the set has, you know, obviously been shut down. So you start thinking about that. And she's a visual effects set designer kind of thing. And they do super expensive costumes. They're fun to look at. Sexy. Um, they do period time, modern. You get the idea. So She's going to be laid off for a period of time. She's going to be furloughed. As no one can get anywhere, you know, we're, we're social distancing. You won't see me on TV for a while because we're social distancing. Uh, they're like, can you do it on Skype? Can you do it on FaceTime? I'm like, eh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I tend to not even want to be seen in that way that I'm social distancing because I'm here to talk about faith in the economy, faith in investing. Um, you know, looking back at the history, but she's in an industry, the, you know, the box office, whether it's HBO, you know, kind of a box office idea. Um, but she's being furloughed. But what's interesting about her is she's like, think about all the people that makes, uh, like stitching or the, all the seamstresses, all the costume, like some of the people in the, like, you're like, you start thinking very, very binary and you kind of like drill down into it. And uh, how about the people making buttons? <laughs> like, there's a big effect here. So, total box office over the weekend was between 53 and 54 million, the worst since 1998. I know you don't have any pity for actors in Hollywood. Uh, it's it's tough to, but they're gonna have a tough year, and it could be one of the worst years ever in the movie theater. It, not worst years ever, but it could be a, a dramatic drop from years before. And I think you'll see that in our economy too. Will we recover? I believe we have the government behind us that has proven that they will spend our children's future money in the future. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Your comments and questions are always welcome. 
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money invested in more. Um, it's a couple things. I'm not going to talk the science of coronavirus. I'm going to scale that back. I've heard way too many people in the financial media world do it, probably including myself, and it just sounds as pretty stupid as the story changes. I'll try to talk about the economy. Sunday morning, sometime early Sunday, you were probably looking around. If you have any sort of financial media on your phone, I do, and I kind of assume everyone else does, but I could be wrong. You probably got a text or an alert that the Federal Reserve fired a bazooka. It's been known as a bazooka in the past. We talked about it on Friday before the market closed. And what they did was basically lower the cost of borrowing to almost zero. You have to look at it as there's people in the process, right? So if you start with our government saying, okay, the Federal Reserve, the Bank of the United States, will lend to other banks at 25 basis points. And then that bank will say, uh, we'll take $100 billion. And then they'll... Okay, so bank number one comes up to the Federal Reserve and says, we'll take $100 billion at 25 basis points. And then bank number one says to 10 other banks, we have $100 billion that we can lend to you. But we want to make a little bit of money like the United States government made almost nothing, zero to 25. So how about we say 50 to 100, you know, 1%. And that's how it works. You stimulate the economy by lowering the cost of money. When the cost of money is lower, you can imagine there'll be people out there who, um, when the cost of money is lower, there'll be people out there that are probably more risky to be lent money to. But maybe our, our government will say, uh, Bank of America, if you're going to stay in business, we, we demand that you lend money to people who are making less than $50,000 a year, even if they want a house at 300000 And Bank of America would say, you really should only get two and a half times your income in the United States. Well, you've got to do it, otherwise you don't get this, this money. So there would be people identified in the chain of risky to conservative. If Palo Alto comes out of uh, the coronavirus and you know they, they go to the bank and they say, hey, we'd like to borrow some money so that we can build a, maybe it's a library or a coronavirus research center, the lenders are going to look at it and say, well, okay, the coronavirus thing, we, that's going to be more risk, but we said a library. Sure. We'll, we'll give you money on that. And they'll, they'll take some of the more conservative money. There'll be some more risky money. Companies like Apple, they could buy back old debt, reissue new debt. There's ways that it's, it's a lot of financial engineering, but the reason the Fed cut interest rates down by zero is, there's a cascading series of closures, of travel disruptions, of event cancellations, um, office closures, hotels. You know, if the hotel shut down for two or three weeks, you don't need a maid cleaning the room for two or three weeks. The bartender downstairs, the person doing the dishes, you get the idea. The Fed saw an economic event coming, and they basically said, we got your back on this as best we can. That's monetary policy. We got a lot of that coming. Now, at some point in time, you're going to need fiscal policy. And something I've already alluded to earlier in the show is when this looks contained, 
our government will get together because it is an election year, right? Take a look. And they're going to they're going to pass some stupendous package, in my opinion. Now, you can go Democrats are fighting the Republicans and they don't want to do it. But maybe more so than the Democrats want to get the Republicans out and the Republicans want to get the Democrats out. All of them right there want to get reelected. But that does bring me to another point, another thought. You do have after this event, one more very dramatic event, no matter what this year, the elections. And you remember when Trump was elected and uh, two years later, when Congress got shifted back to the Democrats, elections have a big feel on Wall Street. Apple, Nike, Under Armour, all closing their stores in the United States. Others are going to are going to follow. I've got a a friends on the East Coast that they went to uh, a Capitals game, Washington Capitals game that got canceled. But they still went out and they uh, went to a bar and they're like, hey, we're not afraid of the coronavirus. And in 10 years, and as they share the picture, in about two, three years from now, when that pops up on Facebook again, people are going to be like, you're a bunch of jerks. You could have saved people's lives by going home, but you were out drinking. So watch the selfies you put up right now or watch the Facebook posts. A lot of things are shutting down. Um, airlines, airports. The Center for Disease Control recommends a ban of gathering of 50 people or more. Um, I'm being probably cut from the newsroom at Crown for the short term in large part because they want to keep the number of people there limited. So even news organizations – which is kind of mind-boggling. So, coronavirus hasn't popped up everywhere, and I, you know, you get the idea. Flattening the yield curve—you've heard all about it at this point in time. So, the fact that it hasn't popped up everywhere yet, we kind of have to assume there's more closures coming. So, there's going to be a very—it looks like a recession, right? Just the timing of it—the first quarter, the second quarter coming up. Um, coming out of you know a Christmas that wasn't super exciting. So lower rates will eventually help. Now, the times that I wish that I always invested more were the last two recessions, particularly 2006, 2008, and 2000, 2002. Apple's being dragged lower than the broader market today in large part because they said, you know, all their stores – in greater China. Well, actually, uh, all their stores outside of greater China is the right way of saying that. Greater China. Uh, uh, they're going to be closing all their stores outside of greater China until March 27th. So, again, you look at that, that's 11 days. And you look at, I've heard some schools are shutting down in Oregon for up to six weeks. So, we kind of like maybe. Two months to three months should be the tail end. But the circuit breaker was triggered today at the open. Stock market's currently down 8 plus percent. The Fed announced massive stimulus actions, including cutting rates to nearly zero. The economy continues to get disrupted, slowed due to the coronavirus. One thought on that while I'm you know smoothing that thought over a little bit is if we're at home watching Netflix and they say – uh, there's a video game company called Valve, and there's statistics that w- where they can say total p- number of hours of people playing on, on the network, on their system, 
whatever you want to call it, in their virtual reality chambers, in their altered reality, um, has spiked. And I saw yesterday that Microsoft One's live service in various parts of the country has gone down because of so much demand of people playing. At some point in time, that money that's being saved will be spent. So my friend who went to a bar the other night, man walked into a bar. Bartender said, why the long face? (laughs) Okay, right? So the money that the, okay, so my friend was at a bar and the bartender goes, sorry, dude, Gavin Newsom just said you can't be in a bar anymore. It's like, really? Screw you. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. He will be back when said bar opens up again. And during the period of time that he's at home, he will come back. So now will that bar still be open? This is the big question. A lot of people are questioning things along those lines of how do we support the small, small businesses and the damage being done there. Um, 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. There was a story out there today, and I don't know how much this is uh, Wall Street worthy, but the HHS in the United States was uh, cyber attacked, and you think, you know, is that what I think it is? Is that a cyber attack on the healthcare system in the United States, right? When the healthcare in the United systems in the United States has a lot of information, and a lot of need not to be act. Coronavirus hits retailers, store closures. Uh, there will be bankruptcies. That's another thing that you're looking for in the, this process in the next couple of weeks. Um. You're looking for events that you could say, okay, maybe that's that's the one. Um, maybe it's a big merger. Maybe it's a big implosion. Um, the Federal Reserve has learned in the past on how to handle stressful situations. Um, they did not react fast enough in 2006, 2008. Some big banks went down that maybe didn't have to go down, or maybe there's rules now, which is also another thing that we should bring up. In all fairness to all parties, whether you're the president of the United States or you're a big bank or anyone in this caught up in the economics, is we're a much bigger economy every couple of years, much bigger, much bigger world. So anytime we run into these Black Swan events, they're, they're, they're a little more tricky, even if we've been through them before. Anyhow and anyway, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. At the open today, the Dow Jones Industrial Average plunged 12%. It's playing, at that point in time, it was playing with its December 2018 lows. A lot of people think that's the first line in the sand. The market is not going to zero. It will fight in the battle lines. First one right there. 21.7, roughly. 20,700 in that general ballpark. It doesn't have to be precise. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money 
on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. One of the things that is attractive about Warren Buffett, those glasses, men in glasses. No, no, that's not what it's going to go with. One of the things that's attractive about him is that he's got a history of having kind of a Fort Knox balance sheet. I don't know what kids are growing up with today, but when I was a young child, and there was TV shows like Knight Rider and um, the A-Team. There's always one episode every couple years where these bad guys were going to go break into Fort Knox and get all the gold. Or the way I saw it was it was the Bank of the United States. Or it was basically a bank. That's what Fort Knox means to me when you say you have a Fort Knox balance sheet. In this financial crisis, I don't have a lot of exposure to hyper short-term crisis uh, reactions. I had enough of a balance sheet. I had enough cash. Do I have enough for six months? I don't know. That's, that's where you start testing yourself. But someone that you could look at and just you know dig and, and say that's attractive. He always has a lot of cash. So there's one idea out there as an investor right now, what you could do is be like Warren and have a lot of cash. And let's say it's too late for this one. Maybe it's next time around. He's got over $3 billion of cash. Maybe he'll have $4 billion. Maybe you had zero this time, and next time you have you know, $10,000 of cash or $100,000 of cash. Cash is trash except for when a black swan event hits. So Buffett looks very, very bad for so many years. When the market goes higher and higher and higher and he's got so much cash, like invest more, buy more companies, do something. He waits. So he's conservative. That's kind of an important thing out there, not just in the world of politics, but in the world of, of fiscally. Are you conservative or are you like a spender? One of the things that I'm going to love to see the reports on and the research on in the coming years and coming months is as the coronavirus kept people inside the house. What will the impact of, did they actually save a little bit of money because they weren't going to Vegas? Because they weren't going to the movies. Disney Plus, love Disney. They're they're in the worst place possible right now. They have movies, they've got theme parks, or they had great movies last year that they're trying to place this year. And this year just looks like maybe we don't get to the movies until July. Um, because you're not allowed to be like in California, you can't be in a movie theater with over 50 people. <clears throat> and all you East Coasters right now, like we don't care about you Californians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so try not eating that fruit on your table today. Anyhow, I'm digressing. Cash is a great thing to learn about through the years. You know, who's got a lot of cash right now? Google, um, AKA Alphabet. They've got $119 billion of cash. Um, then you look like a company like Alphabet, uh, Apple. So when the market dips and Apple has the cash, you can see, hey, they're buying back their shares. You'll learn in the couple, uh, coming couple quarters, that's the way I wanted to say that, Two to three quarters out, you'll see, okay, I, I can see who had cash and who didn't, 
who recovered a little bit faster because they buy back shares and who didn't, who Wall Street didn't quite give up on because they looked at the balance sheet. So, again, <clears throat> we're technically not imploding right now, but we're close to a we're pretty close to an area that if we break through, look out below another five to ten percent. Am I okay with that? I am. Um, is it great? No. Is it something to celebrate? I don't think so. But neither are the highs. There's a German uh, biotech company called uh, BioNTech. I want to put a German accent on it, but I, I won't because I'll just look foolish, right? BNTX, they're up 42% today after announcing it's going to partner with Fusan Pharma to form a COVID-19 vaccine strategic alliance in China. The company expects to start testing the clinical version of the vaccine in late April. That also brings up an interesting question during the time of the coronavirus is how much do you want your company, uh, your country to enable companies to break the rules or to kind of change your moral directive? During good times, it's easy to say and easy to look back on and say, well, the FDA, we, we were very strong about making sure that they tested it and processed it and made sure that no one got hurt and, um, you know, the efficacy of the tests. But when it comes to trigger time, how fast do you approve this stuff? Why does it take a year to a year and a half to get a vaccine pushed through? For the record, one of the big winners of coronavirus, COVID-19, not today, but I think in the next three, five, seven, ten years, will be companies that do vaccinations. I'm hoping um, that we as a nation say, meh, stocking up on vitamin C didn't exactly work. Getting a, a flu shot that was efficate, it was good. I don't know. I think vaccinations have become a big thing. There was a vaccination story a couple of years ago that it was a vaccination that could be given to 12-year-old children that prevented them from ever getting a certain type of herpes down the road. And uh, it turned into a big debate. Do you remember, like, if you ever look at our, our nation's big debates – You'd be like, man, we're pretty – no, I'm not going to say we're petty, but we bet a lot. Anyhow, the Fed broke out its playbook, and they have said that they're going to back us. They've lowered the interest rates. Now we're waiting for people like the government to start showing us how they're going to spend taxpayer money and future taxpayer money and future future taxpayer money to stimulate the economy coming out of it. Communities have been harmed. There's been a lot of disruption, economically speaking. Global financial conditions have been significantly affected. This is a for real thing. Psychologically, will people, some will say, I'll never get on a cruise again. Could happen. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.